Rachel, and welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. Today, I am super, super excited to have the topic of Stroke Survivors Support Group. I was overjoyed to have finally been put in touch with um, some individuals at uh, Innova that offer, offer stroke support groups. So I attended one to, I attended two today actually. One was a stroke su- survivor support group that um, we went around and introduced ourselves and te- told a little bit about um, what happened to us and the stroke symptoms that we experienced. And um, I was just, I, I was brought to tears, of course, um, but I wasn't the first one. And that's what meant so much to me is uh, there were other individuals that were dealing with similar experiences where you wouldn't know that they had a stroke by looking at them. And that's what I have experienced. So, um, and I, I know that everyone's experience is different and everyone's experience is challenging, but it was really um, nice to be able to relate and to be able to sit uh, virtually in a room with other people and have them speak to my story a little bit, you know, to share what I'm feeling, to have somebody say something, something comes out of their mouth, that is exactly what I'm feeling is just so, it's such a relief. So I really am, am overjoyed that I have been finally connected with some folks that, that are like me and, um, I'm looking forward to continuing to um, grow in that fellowship and and learn more from other people that are just like me. So there, um, I'm not the only one dealing with constant pain, and um, I'm not the only one that has had to walk away from a career when you're feeling like you're really um, at the top of your game uh, or at least right on the verge of of great things and um, and so it's so far the folks that I have been connected with over the past, several weeks that I've started doing this podcast have had to endure and um, and make decisions that were really, really difficult. And, um, and it's just so nice to know that I'm not alone. So then there was a second therapy group that I went to right after that. It's called the Brain Choir. And uh, the folks get together and everybody goes around the room and shares about how they're feeling that day. And then they play music together. And I'll share a little bit about that. 
But one of the things that I learned today was about the stages of processing trauma. So um, it's that was another thing that I could really relate to. Um, to have people get so vulnerable and share about the same feelings that I'm going through, um, feeling sorry for myself, feeling depressed, um, having my plans for the future disrupted, um, not feeling like doing anything. All of these things that I've been feeling and fighting, you know, I am always talking about fighting for myself and it's fighting against these types of feelings. And um, although I know they're okay, um, they're, they're just feelings. And feelings are stories that I tell myself. They are not, not fact. They are um, something that I can uh, talk back to really and and they uh, I can make decisions about how I want to feel and so um, it reminded me and and I'm glad that that was reaffirmed today it reminded me very much of the stages of grief as well so um, what I think what the formal stages of trauma, healing trauma, are um, depression, denial, anger, bargaining, and acceptance. And I want to share just a little bit about how I can relate to those those different stages because I. I think that um, it, it's very similar to dealing with death. And um, I've shared before that I really am, um, I have a really, really hard time dealing with death. Uh, I know everybody does, um, but you know, I still can't help but think I'm unique. You know, I know I'm not unique, but um, I, I can't help but feel that way. That, um, that I'm the only one who, who just can't process death and, and, and that kind of thing. And, and I think that in this stroke recovery, I have been feeling very much like I'm the only one who feels this kind of depression, this kind of grief, this kind of like... Um, loss and it's just not true um so i think uh just to touch on a little bit on these different phases of dealing with trauma denial i think is what i've been dealing with over the past two years and i you know i did go on short-term disability when i got to the point where um i was applying for long-term disability i decided no 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 uh it's not it's not that bad um i'm gonna just go back to work my boss is great he'll work with me 
if I don't feel well, I'll take a break, you know, and, and I'll uh, work with him to customize my hours because he's been um, really understanding in that way. And so, and so that's what I did. And I, although, um, you know, I, I wasn't getting better and I was just ignoring it. And I was thinking that, okay, well, this is my life. I think that's what I had done. I think I had started to practice acceptance before it was time to practice acceptance. I was trying to accept that that's the kind of discomfort and pain I was going to have in my head for the rest of my life until I just kept doing and kept doing and that pain and discomfort kept getting worse and worse and worse. So um, I, I don't know. Um, I would love to, to look into what that is called that I did, um, but meaning like just, I guess that's what it's called, denial, right? That's what we're talking about. Uh, I, I was in denial that things were, that's funny, that, that things were as bad as, as they were. So absolutely, um, I experienced that stage. Anger, um, I don't know. I, I think frustration is more of what I would label it, but I think anger and frustration, I think, are hand in hand as far as I'm concerned. Um, bargaining, oh, bargaining. Um, yeah, I think that's what I've been doing over the past two years. If if I'm um, if my perception of that word is correct as it applies here. I have been like, okay, I'll do this, but I won't do that kind of thing. I'll, I'll not, I'll not apply for long-term disability, but I will make sure that I take breaks. Um, well, of course my obsessive behavior, my ex obsessive, like career focused mind, um, if I get into something, I'm not taking a break until it's done. And so um, I think I, I was doing some wheeling and dealing with myself, and I was losing every time. Um, next, depression. That's what I feel like I'm going through now. And that is because... I am trying to practice acceptance. That's what I feel like is happening, that I finally like threw up the white flag and said, you know, I'm done. I'm giving myself in to, to this recovery and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, um, to feel semi-normal, to not be in pain every day. And so um, I feel like right now what I'm going through is this teeter-tottering back and forth between depression 
and acceptance. And um, I, it's really difficult for me to understand when I'm supposed to practice acceptance because right now it's been, I think it's been about four weeks already and I feel, I do feel better than I did four weeks ago. I mean, I, I, I couldn't even look at somebody in the face four weeks ago because I was in so much pain in my head. So I can certainly do that now. I have to regulate how long I'm looking at somebody uh, because I'll start, it'll start creeping in that, that discomfort. And so to be only at four weeks and think, well, I need to start practicing acceptance. This is how my life is. I don't know if this is how my life is. I have six months of vision therapy ahead of me. Um, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I had a really good day, uh, yesterday. And when I have a good day, I tend to stop, um, being so good about, you know, not looking at my phone, not looking at the computer because I can look at it. You know, I have to practice self-restraint. And so it doesn't take but seconds before I do something I'm not supposed to, that that head uh, discomfort and pain comes back. So it came back today. Um, I think that as much as I wanted to be, um, I was so eager to be a part of this stroke support group that um, I tended to look at the phone to see, um, I wanted to see people's faces, you know, I wanted to see which stroke survivors looked normal and which ones looked like you, like you could tell that they had had a stroke. And the reason why is because that's one of my challenges. I, um, like I said, everybody has challenges, um, in whatever has happened to them. My personal challenge is that I don't look like I had a stroke. So I feel very much like um, like I have to convince people that I'm not lying. You know, I don't know where that comes from. Um, I have no idea why I feel like I have to justify what I'm dealing with. But um, I have yet to run across anybody who thinks that I'm lying I don't know if that comes from back when I was um, an active alcoholic and um, that I had challenges with honesty, honesty with myself and honesty with others, that I'm fearful that uh, people are going to think that this is some sort of behavior of mine that, um, you know, that is something that I did when I was drinking. I, I don't know. There's something there. Um, but I'm really grateful that, that I don't really have to worry about that, um, that kind of thing. So I did look at the phone and, um, there were a lot of folks that, um, that looked like they did not look like they had a stroke. So, um, 
it just made me not feel alone. It was, it was nice. It was really nice. And some of the things that, that I learned today from um, some of my peers in the stroke support group were um, that anger and sadness and depression, um, find a way, uh, somebody shared, find a way to channel that towards your recovery and let it motivate you. And, and that is precisely what I'm doing with this podcast. And so um, I did share with the people in the support group that um, that's what I had chosen to do to start a podcast. And, and they were really happy about it. And I shared it. I shared the podcast, the name of the podcast with the, um, the folks in the, in the meeting. So I'm hoping that if any of you are listening, um, welcome. I'm really so, so happy to have joined um, our journeys together. And um, I think it's important that just like back when I was drinking, I chose my friends based on how much they drink. Um, we choose our friends based on uh, based on us uh, tr you know, being on a similar journey because we like to have peers to talk to that have a common goal. And sometimes I know in my life I have been experiencing different things in my life, different challenges, whether it's divorce, parenthood, um, these types of, of things, I felt alone sometimes. I may have not talked so much with other parents as, um, like, like at the bus stop, there were all these parents that they would meet up and, and have coffee together and stuff. I didn't want to have anything to do with them. I didn't want to, I mean, everybody was friendly. I don't mean that. Um, but I was too busy making sure that I could get back home and drink again. Yes, right after the bus stop in the morning, that I didn't really have any sort of fellowship at that stage of my life. And, um, and the same holds true when I was going through divorce. I didn't have anybody to talk to that was experiencing the same challenges that I was. Um, I had a therapist and, um, but therapy, as much as I love therapy and I've learned so much in therapy, there's so much to be said, uh, for just talking to somebody who's on the same journey as you and, um, and trying to figure things out with you. I've mentioned before, we're not given a brochure for how to live life. Um, if we, if we were, if we were, I feel like we would have been given it in school, but they don't teach you how to live in school. Um, I think it's, uh, it's something that's learned through experience and, and God knows if we have the right support group around us, just friends and family even, 
much less uh, this kind of support group where where you can share stories with each other and and um, and cry together. That's what I did today. I mean, it was just it was so healing. It was it was so healing. I'm so happy that I got to be a part of it. And I'm looking forward to um, to joining that again. And so uh, what stood out to me in the music therapy, I remained um, pretty quiet in the music therapy. I, I was really moved by what I was, what I was hearing. Um, what I heard, what I was watching and what I heard watching, I mean, I wasn't, I was trying not to look at the, at the, uh, phone, but I can't help but, you know, keep glancing at it because that's what, as somebody who can see, that's how we digest information. We listen, we hear, we touch. And so I want to soak it in with all of my senses. So I have a hard time keeping my eyes looking away or keeping my eyes closed. But what I heard was a bunch of people who have suffered from different types of strokes and they are all very much alive. And by that I mean a lot alive on the inside, spiritually alive. And and what I was thinking, I I actually wrote down some thoughts while I was sitting there because I was just so moved that for some of the people in the group, life looks different on the outside. And for some of the people, life looks different on the inside. But for that hour, the music was reaching everybody. And and music, it, it's so interesting to me. I've heard about music therapy, but I've never actually witnessed uh, what it's like to have a group of people that are all united by an experience that is similar, even though it has affected each person in a unique way. It, it reminds me of, at just as everything does, it reminds me of sobriety. It reminds me of, of the disease of alcoholism and how in my sobriety fellowship, we are united by one disease. The same thing happened to all of us but it affected each one of us in unique ways. And so we can all come together and learn how to live together by listening and watching and, and just experiencing life together. And so it brought tears to my eyes. And um, they were, they were, um, displaying the lyrics 
of the songs on the screen. Um, and so I couldn't, my, from my stroke, I couldn't look at the words on the screen because my vision is affected. I couldn't um, watch the lyrics go across the screen. Other people in the group couldn't form the words of the song with their mouths. And, uh, but the music still, although everyone had their own way of processing the music, of feeling the music, and of being moved by the music, it brought everyone together for a moment. And, um, there was even an individual who said he didn't like the song or something like that. And I couldn't help but laugh because even if you didn't like the song, you're still there. It's still an experience and you're still sitting together with, um, with just a, a unit of beings just like you. I mean, it, it's just... It, it was so comforting to me. Um, and so the support groups, I feel wholeheartedly, will help keep my mentality um, uplifted, and, which is important for me to, uh, for so many reasons, including not picking up a drink. But um, outside of that, to have joy. I keep talking about having joy. That's what I want. I want so badly to continue to experience joy, no matter what, no matter what. And so I'm going to keep not, I'm going to keep not keeping things inside me and share it with another human being. Because um, when, I, when I don't stuff things down into my dark place, I feel harmonious on the inside. And I'm the only one who's responsible for my feelings. And as I said yesterday or the day before, my serenity can only be given away. It can't be taken. So I have a decision every day to live happy, joyous, and free. My feelings are choices. They're stories that I tell myself. I've learned through my sobriety recovery that I have to have fellowship to heal. I have to. And it's the opposite of what I thought I wanted back when I first got sober, when I, when I first decided that I wasn't going to pick up a drink again. And so today I know that I need a fellowship of stroke survivors as well. And I am just elated that I have found it. I'm elated. I have a lump in my throat. 
Um, and so for any of those people that I met today and all of you wonderful, lovely people that are listening to this, thank you for giving me that. You are giving me a community and you're giving me a fellowship and that is how I'm going to heal. This is how I'm going to heal. This is how I am healing. So um, I'm just I'm just so absolutely grateful. And thank you for listening. I will talk to you tomorrow.